Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, the rainmaker. Wherever he goes, rain follows because that's what good gardening is all about. Listen, especially if you're planting grass seed this time of year, and fall is always a good time for that. Doug, just moments away. We'll begin by telling all of you out there, if you're the 10th caller, you'll win a $25 gift certificate from Sorgles. Just saw Randy up on their social media page. A great gardening tip or two. You may want to check that out. Job well done, Randy. So the 10th caller wins it, 412-922-1020. He's got a lot to get to, including a recent stop at Janoski's within the hour and Mrs. Know-It-All, too. And a guest. Man, this is a jam-packed hour, so let's get underway now with Doug Oster, DougOster.com. Well, first we have breaking news. Rob Pratt cut his own cr- cut his own grass. First time since I was 18, probably, <laughs> when my dad was saying, cut the grass. I enjoyed it. Now you need to be schooled. Okay, help okay. me out. Help me out. You leave it high, and you let it lie. Okay. You know, you don't need the thing. He's telling me he needs the thing on the side of his thing to, to catch, cu- the grass. catch the grass. Those grass clippings will, if they're not, like, covering the the grass, those will decompose into helping your lawn. So three and a half inches tall, okay? You're okay. almost at your last mowing. Then you go down to two and a half for the last mowing. But Okay. okay. Uh, and then, yeah, those grass clippings will do their thing. It was and nice, though. And if you've though. got any spots that need to be seeded, this is the time to do it. This is the best time. What kind of grass seed should I use? You use the very best seed, no fillers in it. So it's either Jonathan Green or Penn State Mix. You don't want fillers. You know, a lot of these big companies now are adding fillers to keep the price point the same, but you're getting less seed. You want pure, good, good seed. And now, so for yours, it's full sun, right? Full sun. So now, should I wait after Davey gave me that very, very wonderful estimate to take care of some business? Should I wait till just spring to get that stuff done? Davy, or should I have him come back before winter to trim some trees and do stuff like that? Mm, I would be up to events, be up to the arborist, and what the best timing is. Okay. Okay, yes, lots to get to today. Uh, we have a very special guest, my friend Peggy Ann Montgomery from flowerbulbs.com, giving away a $100 gift certificate. So she's coming out at 715. Be sure you listen at the end so you know how to get that gift certificate. Uh, Mrs. Know-it-all. Mrs. Nodal told me uh, Friday, we need. I need more rain. I need more rain. So we're going to talk to her about that. And I want to start off with a, a story I've got from a friend of mine that I grew up with, uh, a high school friend, actually elementary school friend. Uh, his name's Ken. And I think last year or the year before, I realized that he's growing giant pumpkins. And so he sent me his pictures this year, and he's just like, oh, terrible year. But, I mean, he had... He had one that was on a pallet. I mean, to me, that's a giant pumpkin, but not for him. 
And so we were talking back and forth on Facebook, and this morning, you know, I go to bed early on Saturdays, just like you, Rob. And uh, he sent me a message back, and he, and he was telling me that, uh, you know, he had that drought that we had in May, which really hurt the pumpkins. Pumpkins need water. And then, well, he's over in Ohio. I grew up in Aurora, Ohio. It was it was a wonderful place to grow up at. And he said then it had rain through all July, and the pumpkins just wouldn't do it. And so he sent me a message. He says, there's no crying in pumpkin growing. <laughs> and then he says, there's a song, uh, the song they call Call Me the Working Man by Rush. He's changed it to the Pumpkin Man. <laughs> so I thought that was good stuff. Um, I do want to talk about creating a pollinator garden because – Man, we are in planting season, and when I see weather like this, yeah, everybody else is complaining, you know, uh, but I'm just loving it. This is, this, you know, these cool temperatures and rain, this is, what, you know, again, I know I'm, I'm harping on this over and over again. This is a planting window, and so there's lots of perennials that are deer-resistant that will help the pollinators. When you help the pollinators, they help you garden. You know, pollinators in general are in decline, not just uh, honeybees, but all sorts of native pollinators. And, you know, it's about creating a habitat. So, you know, leaving some areas in the garden kind of up and weedy, um, you know, having water out there, you know, uh, some of those... You can do a, a pollinator house, a bee house. Uh, you know, I just built one out of a cedar four by four, and then bought some other cedar and kind of cut it at forty-five degrees and used it as a roof, um, and just drilled a bunch of different holes in there. And these native pollinators, they can't hurt us; they're not going to sting you or anything. They'll fill up those little holes, and we're helping them out. But there's some great plants that, again, they're deer resistant, and they will. Uh, bring in these pollinators. And so the first one is a perennial salvia uh, from the sage family. And I grow annual and perennial salvias all out in the garden, unprotected. <laughs> we came home from uh, our friend Steve Rapaski's house yesterday. There were five deer just standing there in the front eating my uh, kusa dogwood, what they could reach on the kusa dogwood, without any concern with running away <laughs> Our uh, little granddaughter's with us, and you know, the three-year-old was just like, dear, dear. I'm like, yeah, dear, dear. Uh, so, I mean, it's a Disney movie. They're they're everywhere, and they don't care. So I'm growing salvia. Lavender, you need full sun and good drainage. Don't even try any other way. Coneflowers, you know, sometimes the deer will nibble on those, but um, that's another great full sun plant. If, if you've got... Full sun, coneflower is a uh, it's a it's a prairie plant. Bee balm is another great one. Uh, in in my garden, the deer don't touch it. Uh, great pollinator plant. Russian sage, one called agastache. Um, it smells like anise, and they just they won't go after it. Milkweed, and then these fall bloomers. Asters are just a great uh, food source for the pollinators late in the season, and then goldenrod is not a weed. It is a wildflower, and you can actually buy cultivated varieties of goldenrod, and you just let it go, and it's just a great source of uh, pollen and nectar for for the pollinators. All right, on to the next trip, taking people to... 
tour of the National Parks of America next August for 12 days. People have been asking me to do a trip, uh, you know, stateside, and it's in the summer. Kids can come. You know, good way to see the country visiting our national parks, Grand Canyon, Lake Powell, Zion, Yellowstone, Old Faithful, Crazy Horse Memorial, Mount Rushmore, much more, all the details at DougOster.com. My free online classes every Thursday continue uh, this Thursday, 5 p.m., for Farm to Table, Buy Fresh, Buy Local. Uh, it's a free virtual class. It's interactive. And this week we are preserving herbs and planting perennial herbs, too. Again, all that information is at DougOster.com. And when we do come back, uh, my friend Peggy Ann Montgomery from FlowerBulbs.com, we're going to talk all about how to plant bulbs, what bulbs we should plant, and she's going to be giving away, or I'm going to be giving away, courtesy of flowerbulbs.com, a $100 gift, certi- gift certificate towards bulbs. It's all coming up in a couple of moments on KDKA. All right, as we told you heading into the break, he's got a special guest, so let's get to that guest right now. Here's Doug Oster. I sure do. I am so excited to welcome Peggy Ann Montgomery to the class, to the class, to the show. <laughs> uh, she's from flowerbulbs.com. Good morning, Peggy. How are you? Good morning, Doug. I'm great. It's so nice to talk to you. Oh, it's always great to talk to you. So tell me first, what is flowerbulbs.com? Well, flowerbulbs.com is not a site that you go to to buy bulbs. We're all about education and inspiration. So you can go there for great pictures, recipe ideas of putting things together, learning how to put lasagna plant containers. It's it's really just there for, for the joy of bulbs and and teaching people a little bit more about how to use them. I I think they've fallen a little bit out of favor in the past years. Oh, definitely. And that's why I wanted to have you on, because I love that mission, because that is my mission. I couldn't have a fall garden without adding bulbs, and I know you're the same way, and that's what we love about flowerbulbs.com. Talk a little bit about that lasagna planting for containers. If we didn't have a garden, how would we do that? Well, this is really a fun idea, and um, you can see it all step-by-step on the website at flowerbulbs.com, but the idea is to use a big container and then plant the bulbs in layers, starting with the big ones like the tulips at the bottom, and then a few inches higher, the daffodils, and then a few inches higher, um, it could be um, grape hyacinths, and a few inches higher could be um, crocus, and so what happens is the bulbs flower in succession, and so your one container by your front door, wherever, is going to actually bloom for many, many weeks or even a couple months. That's awesome. So a lot of times, beginning gardeners, and my son is one of them, and I tell him about my love, especially of daffodils. I'm well, I'm obsessed with many bulbs: snowdrops, glory of the snow, daffodils. I'm, I'm I guess I'm obsessed with all of them. He's like, well, well, why do why do we want to grow something that only blooms for three weeks or so? I want something that blooms from April, well, I guess till April. And I'm like, that's not the way it works. We we, <laughs> you know, we, we nobody's we, always pretty, Doug. <laughs> Nobody, nothing blooms that long. <laughs> we, we wait, we wait for these ephemeral beauties. To, to bloom every year, and that's what makes them, to me, so special, is that they're not there that long. And in my case, I guess, especially daffodils, you know, uh, I always, you know, that's that's the beginning of spring for me, 
even though I've got things that bloom earlier. But once the daffodils are in full bloom, there's no turning back. Talk a little bit about, you know, yes, we're doing the work now, and it's not instant gratification. I think that's why it's fallen out of uh, flavor favor a little bit. But just the anticipation when you're planting now, what it's going to look like in the spring, that's what's most exciting to me. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Doug. And I would bet that the listeners of your show are pretty darn good gardeners. And gardeners always know we're always looking ahead and we're always planning ahead. So for a true gardener, I don't think it's really that odd. But yeah, just a little bit of work now. And I got to tell you, it's finally cooled off. And I'm so grateful to be back out in the garden again. Um, Just a little bit of work now and you can make it easier on yourself using a power planter to plant is going to make your springtime so much more beautiful. And even if some of these bulbs aren't long flowering, I think of them like fireworks. You know, they're just magical. They're the first things that are going to bloom in spring that are going to entice you to get outside and see what's going on. A lot of these bulbs are really important food sources for pollinators um, at a time of year when very little is blooming. Um, And I just, you know, I love all of the flowers in my garden, but there's something about the first ones that are the most special of the year to me. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. What are the earliest bulbs uh, for gardeners to plant now that will uh, set off those fireworks the first thing in the season? And we're talking late winter, right? Right. So for me, I'm in Delaware, so I'm in the mid-Atlantic at about a zone 7. So usually for us in late August, um, winter aconites start flowering with their bright yellow blossoms, and you just can't miss them. They're beautiful. And then the snowdrops are starting to come up. And then sometimes the iris reticulata. And don't let me forget the crocus. And actually, there's several kinds of crocus. So you could plant a bunch of different kinds and have them flower for a long period of time. Okay, wait and a minute. Then, wait course, a minute. You said August for winter aconite. What did you mean? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. January. <laughs> <laughs> the end of January. Goodness, it is early. <laughs> Sorry, Doug. Uh, tell me about the iris, because I don't know a lot about the iris. Are they just are they a small iris that they're bulb planted and then bloom when? Yeah, they're tiny. They're teeny tiny little bulbs, and the botanic name is Iris reticulata, and they are they're quite small. They're probably oh you know uh, five six seven inches tall, and they come in different shades of blue and purple. Um, I like the really dark purple ones, and if you can, buy quite a few and plant them in mass so that they really, they really show up. And I was really impressed with mine last year. They flowered for a, a couple of weeks, which is kind of long for these, but they are so incredibly beautiful. Um, it's worth getting down on your knees to take a good look <laughs> at. And Peggy mentioned the, the way that I plant also, using the power planter auger, that thing I'm telling you, go to the Power Planter website, get one. It's like $27. I use a 3-inch by 7-inch, and, and you put it on a drill, and it just makes bulb planting easy. And, Peggy, before I let you go, do you have a recollection of what turned you on to bulbs? How did you become, like me, obsessed with bulbs? My mom. You know, I think for a lot of us, it starts with, you know, your your family And my mom and my grandpa were avid gardeners, and I just can remember um, every year how beautiful the tulips were when they came up. 
Um, so it started when I was very, very young, and it's really never left me. And having the good fortune to live in the Netherlands for a long time where bulbs are used, you know, all over in mass, it just, um, I don't know, it, it, it just solidified my love. <laughs> Living in Zone 7 and also spending time in the Netherlands. Peggy, that is some good stuff. Uh, go to flowerbulbs.com. Take a look at everything they have to offer there. And we are offering you a chance to win a $100 gift certificate. And you can use that towards bulbs. You just go to dougoster.com, click on the contact button. Just send me an email through there saying, I want to win the gift certificate or bulbs or whatever it is. And we'll pick one randomly peggy thank you so much for getting up early and coming on the show i always appreciate talking to you it's my pleasure doug and thank you for being a voice that is true about gardening everything you say is correct and you're not trying to make it sound easier than it is and we need more <laughs> folks like you uh it's nice to hear peggy great to talk to you thanks again all right get ready for the most tail wagging event of the year uh, make plans to attend Pet Fest 23 presented by Subaru. Saturday, October 28th at Stage AE. Bring your best four-legged leashed friend. Explore an array of pet-centric vendors inside Stage AE. Capture unforgettable memories on stage in our photo op area with Bully Max locker room photos, holiday photos with the Salvation Army, plus pictures with Santa. Swing outside for the Dog Stop Hydration Station pet agility course and visit with local shelters explore an array of pet centric vendors including healthy pets joy dog food and aarp don't miss this podtastic event it's happening and you can get details at kdkradio.com it's 56 degrees at pittsburgh international at 7:30. i'm david ballerado it started as an armed robbery in Hazelwood and turned into a police chase in which a Penn Hills cruiser crashed into a home and SWAT teams had also been called out. Police say a man was approached by a man and a woman in a Jeep Cherokee around 6 last night on the 5900 block of 2nd Avenue. Pittsburgh Police Commander Richard Ford. They received information that a male had been robbed by a male and a female. Uh, he had a long rifle. That audio courtesy of KDKA-TV. SWAT teams were called because they thought the two were barricaded inside a residence on 2nd Avenue. But Penn Hills police spotted the vehicle there and began a pursuit. The Penn Hills cruiser slammed into a home in the city of Pittsburgh, and pol Pittsburgh police continued their pursuit. The road conditions are wet, so it doesn't take very much. The vehicle rode over at the intersection of Verona Road and 3rd Street in Penn Hills. The suspects were then taken into custody. The annual Richard S. Calagiri City of Pittsburgh Great Race is taking place this morning. News Radio KDKA's Andrew Lindbergh has details. About 10,000 people will compete in the 10K, 5K Family Fun Run and Diaper Dash. Closures began at 5.30, and roads along the course between Forbes Avenue and Commonwealth Place will close at various times through 11 a.m. 40 regional transit bus schedules are also being modified. The 10K race begins at Frick Park and ends at Point State Park. The great race was started by former Mayor Caligiuri as a community fun run in 1977. Andrew Lindbergh, News Radio, KDKA. An 18-year-old is accused of stabbing two men in Butler on Friday afternoon. Dartavian Johnson was arrested near Rotary Park in the Chestnut Inn around 4.40 p.m., Police say two men, a 25-year-old and a 32-year-old, were taken to local hospitals by helicopter. They're expected to recover. Johnson is facing two charges, each of aggravated assault, simple assault, and reckless endangerment. State police report no major injuries after a Mohawk area school bus backed into a pickup truck Friday on Vance Road in North Beaver Township. That's in Lawrence County. Police say the driver of the bus was trying to make a three-point turn when she backed into the truck. The school bus rear glass was shattered and the pickup sustained heavy damage to its front. 
EMS crews checked everyone out, and while no one was injured, a five-year-old was taken to the hospital at the parents' request. The White House is instructing federal agencies to get ready for a possible shutdown as President Biden calls on Republicans to keep that from happening. CBS News correspondent Tom Fote reports. With time running out before a possible partial government shutdown next weekend, President Biden says he had a spending deal with Republican leaders, but now... A small group of extreme Republicans don't want to live up to the deal. So now everyone in America could be forced to pay the price. That possible price? If the government shuts down, that means members of Congress, members of the U.S. military are going to have to continue to work and not get paid. A government shutdown could impact everything from food safety to cancer research to Head Start programs for children. Tom Fody, CBS News, Washington. The United Auto Workers Union continues its strike against the big three automakers, saying executives aren't equitably sharing record profits. But while the union says it's made real progress in talks with Ford, representatives say that is not the case with GM and Stellantis. And on Friday, they expanded the labor action against those two specifically at 38 locations across 20 states. In sports, it'll be a late game tonight for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They visit the Raiders. It's a matchup of two one-and-one teams. In college football, Drake May threw for 296 yards and a touchdown and ran for two more scores as number 17 North Carolina beat Pitt 41-24. Another win for Penn State, winning 31 to nothing over uh, uh, over Iowa. And the Pittsburgh Pirates overcame a nine-run deficit for the first time since their franchise history began in 1882. They beat the Reds 13-12. to They'll play again this afternoon in Cincinnati. First pitch is at 140 on 93.7 The Fan. KDKA Radio News Time, 733. The AccuWeather forecast is next. Yes, Doug is here. And right now, before we talk about Janoski's, we're going to tell you that if you're the 10th caller, you'll win a $25 gift certificate right now to Janoski's. And that number to win it is 412-922-1020. And as I told you, Pumpkinland begins next weekend, and it'll run every weekend through October. So a recent trip to Janoski's for you. Yeah, before we get to the callers, I want to tell you, I went out to Janoski's. I'm getting garlic, 20 pounds of garlic, which I'll tell you about in a minute. But the best corn, I could, you know, my wife and I, we love the summer corn, but we had nothing like this before. We were blown away, and they have their own. This is not an ad. This is just me going there and, and what I found. They had their own heirloom tomatoes, some big pink ox heart variety, which I'd never seen before. Oh, man, you know, I've got lots of tomatoes, but I, I had to get those. And then sweet and hot peppers, it was just Amazing. And that corn, I, I'm, I'm telling you, couldn't believe it. So I was getting the garlic because I'm giving away garlic at this uh, year's Fall Home and Garden Show. I'll be in the Farm to Table Expo. Show runs from October 6th through 8th, three days. And all you got to do is come and hear me speak. And guess what? You can get into the show for free. I'm speaking all three days at 1.30. You just go to DougOster.com to find out how. You got to send me a little message and I give you the Secret password to get in. Okay, people have been waiting to get uh, talking gardening, so let's get to the phones, Rob. All right, let's head out to Imperial and say hi to Kathy. Kathy, you're on KDKA. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Thanks for waiting. What's on your mind? Yes, absolutely. Well, I just want to say real quick, I've been getting six ears at the beginning of the week of that corn from Janowski's <laughs> every week, and we eat it uh, <laughs> all week long. Just it's amazing. Fast. You're right. Unbelievable. Sweet. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, I want to talk about pine trees and rose bushes. So first of all, with pine trees, I want to plant a row of pine trees for privacy along my fence line. Um, so I was wondering what variety would be the best to get from a, um, like an arborist or, or whatever, like a 
greenhouse or something, uh, something that gets around 20 feet high or so, uh, what do you suggest? Do you have full sun or shade? What is it? Uh, full sun. Okay, full sun. And how about the deer pressure? No, there's, I mean, we get a few. I'm, okay. I'm in Imperial, but it's, I mean, we do get them walking around in the neighborhood, believe it or not, but I, I don't think it's a, a risk. All right, so actually, Janoski's would be a good place to start. Uh, and so there's a variety of arborvita, which is what we call a red cedar, which the deer don't like as much. Uh, and there's a, you know, I'm thinking green giant, but the green giant's 40 feet. There are smaller varieties, and I think it's called spring grove that's about 20 feet tall. That would be perfect. It's not technically a pine, but it's an evergreen. Uh, and well, 40 feet would be okay, too. I could do that. Well, gr- green, green, green Giant is like the industry standard. Uh, okay. It's uh, the, the Latin is uh, Thuja, T-H-U-J-A, and it, it's a, also called a red cedar. And that thing is thick and actually interesting enough that during COVID— it was hard to get Green Giant because people were at home. They wanted privacy. This is the, That's like the number one privacy plant. So take a look at okay. that. And then there was a rose question, too. Yeah, rose bush. I can't remember. I, you told me at the beginning of summer to either plant them and water them a bunch or wait till September. I opted to wait till September. And you said a name of a rose bush that was very fragrant. I think you said, did you say David Austin? Is that right? Yeah, that's not, there's a lot of different David Austin roses, and and I love David Austin roses. Uh, I just, I just love the the way they look. If you go to that davidaustin.com and look through there, I mean, there's every different type, but they have an old-fashioned look to the rose and extreme fragrance, and, you know, there, there's an older one. Again, the the newer they are, usually the more disease resistant they are. But there's an older one, named for this English gardener. Her name's Gertrude Jekyll. It's not as disease resistant as some of the other ones. I grow it, but it has a fragrance like you wouldn't believe. But all those David Austin roses have great fragrance. Look through there. Are you going to plant a couple or one, or do you know? Well, I have a space that's about. It's along my lattice wall and it's about five foot long or maybe six foot long and eight feet high um this little area right at the right at the end of my um lattice wall that i want to tuck it right in there it'll be beautiful against that white lattice so now uh, would you would you consider having something grow up that lattice or not i would i would so there's there's david austin and and there's lots of other there's lots of other roses i'm 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 just I love David Austin, but they have a climbing climbing roses that have the same properties where you've got the old-fashioned kind of double flower, and then it'll climb up that lattice. So that'd be something to think about, too. Go to that website, take a look around, and be, feel free to send me an email if you've got questions uh, just through DougOster.com and just say, hey, I'm the, one, I'm the one on the show that was talking about roses and uh, privacy, and uh, we'll, we'll work it out. But take a look at that website. Uh, that website. Good stuff. Thanks for your call. All right, let's go to Jim in the North Hills. Hey, Jim, you're on KDKA with Doug Oster. Good hey, morning. Hey, Jim. Yeah, how you doing, Doug? Doing good. Uh, I have uh, some cap, uh, crab apple cuttings from the spring. I uh, I got them rooted, and they grew. Everybody, they're only about three foot tall. Uh, you think it'd be 
be baiting whether to plant them now or wait till they get dormant for the winter. I'd plant them right now. I would plant them. This is the perfect time of the year. They will get established, and they'll be good to go. So real quick, tell me about taking those cuttings. Uh, how did you how did you do it, and how did you know how to do it? Well, it's just you know listening and reading and stuff like that. And a lot of them didn't take, but a few of them did. And uh, I also found a tree, a vacant tree, abandoned tree, and a abandoned lot. Beautiful crab out. This loaded last uh, fall. So I, I got to remember that. So I went down in the springtime, and uh, I actually that one I. Saw some shoots coming up out of the ground, and I dug down and and cut a piece of the root. I didn't think it weren't major roots. I cut uh, a chunk of the root off and let the uh, the tap coming up join to it, you know. And I planted that, and they they took real good. I had three of them like that. I'd say get them in the ground now, especially with this weather. You'll be good to go. Can we squeeze in one more call, Rob? No, we're gonna have. To- why not? Let's take one more call here. All right, Let's we'll go. do it quick. Virginia, go ahead. you got about a minute, Virginia. Hi, I'll do it real quick. I have vines growing up my house. Uh, they actually stick to the brick. Um, how do I get rid of them? Do I do I spray at the bottom? Just, Weed killer, or what do I do? No, just snip them at the bottom, and they'll be gone. That's all you need to do. Just take either a string trimmer or some pruners. Cut the bottom, let the top just dry off, and they'll just kind of fall off there, and you'll be good. All right, coming up, Mrs. Know-It-All, moments away on the Organic Garden with Doug Oster on KDKA. All right, we'll get to Mrs. Know-It-All right now. It's time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That's horticulturist Denise Schreiber. Good morning, Denise. Sorry for calling you extra early today. That was my fault. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Uh smart. I'm smart. Hey, we were supposed like, to we were supposed to talk about how dry it's been and how terrible it is that it's been so dry. But no, actually, we can because I actually, you know, it's been raining since what about one o'clock yesterday afternoon here, mm-hmm. and I just went out and checked my rain gauge. I don't even have half an inch of rain. No kidding. More like a quarter of an inch. So, you know. Even this summer, it's been so dry, especially for those of us who live in the South Hills. It's been really super dry. It, you know, all, it, always, you know, we just, it always misses you. Uh, yeah. Uh, so does the snow as a rule, too, <laughs> which is a bonus. But, you know, if you look, I mean, I've seen huge trees wilted. And this rain is not going to solve our problems of the drought. Yeah, it's nice to have this little bit of rain, but really our plants need at least an inch of rain a week and we are not seeing it, which is why the tree, a lot of the trees are dropping their leaves prematurely. The, you know, our, you know, perennials are struggling. So we really need to get out there and water. It's just not me. It's everybody. And, you know, when we don't get enough water, it also affects our fall color. You know, so you're not seeing the trees that are turning have that brilliant red or orange or gold that they normally have. They're just kind of dull colors. So when the rain is, so when this rain event is over, how will you decide what needs water? Like how, what is the priority for you? Well, you know, since I've ripped out most of the vegetable garden, 
Um, it's going to be my trees and shrubs. I have one bed actually that uh, I'm going to run the soaker hose on when we're done raining, and I'm going to let it run for four or five hours just to get you know the perennials and the shrubs that I have in there. Mm-hmm. You know, but an inch of water a week, and especially if you've planted any trees and shrubs this year, it's it's critical that you keep them watered. You know, I know when the temperatures get cooler, people think that they don't have to water as much, but we still do need to water because just because we're we're cold or it's cooler doesn't mean our plants still don't need water. You should water up until the first freeze, not frost, the first freeze. And so with you know, the, the newly, newly planted stuff, same sort of thing, soaker hose, let it soak in there and get down deep? Yes, and, you know, if you don't have a soaker hose, get the watering can and go out there and start watering. And, you know, with trees, you know, you take the caliper of the tree, you know, which is around the trunk, and for every inch of caliper, you need to put at least 5 to 10 gallons of water a week on it. You don't have to do it all at once. You know, you could do increments of three, you know, every day to get that water in. But they're going to need it because, you know, I remember those four days around Christmas last year Mm -hmm. and we had, you know, miserably cold weather. And what happened is a lot of plants that didn't get enough water prior got killed. You know, they're, they're gone. You know, I talked to so many people that said, you know, that weather, you know, my plant didn't come back. And it's like, it was that weather last year. So we got a couple minutes left. Tell me about what got taken out of the vegetable garden. We talking tomatoes, peppers, that sort of thing, or what did you pull out? Everything. Uh, uh, well, I'm still trying to kill the kudzu strawberries that I have. <laughs> they literally took. Seriously, you know, I can't get rid of them. Uh, I we were ripping them out yesterday until it started raining. Um, I've taken out the tomatoes. I've taken out. Um, my beans, my beans were very prolific this year, but they developed a virus called common bean mosaic. Mm-hmm. And what it does, it, the leaves crinkle, you know, and it's kind of attractive, but, you know, it can spread. And I talked to a uh, researcher at Cornell, and she said common bean mosaic can also come from the seed. So uh-huh. if you see that, yeah. And so I have always, always grown emerite, which is an older one, but I've got to switch. You know, virus will not remain in a ground. Fungus will, but viruses won't. You just have to make sure you remove everything from the garden. So next year I'm going to grow, I'm actually going to grow an All-America Selections one called Seychelles. Oh, man, that sounds good. Well, it's only a great season for you, Mrs. Know-It-All. I'll be answering questions after the show at DougOster.com, as always. You can find information about my upcoming tour of the National Parks of America, how to get into this home show in October for free, and also how to win a $100 gift certificate for bulbs. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, Doug, thank you. And coming up after the news at 8, it's the Coons Cooking Hour. Frank Dentisi and I, along with that deli guy, Tom Boyle, getting you ready for Oktoberfest. Don't miss out on important 
Updates in Pittsburgh from breaking need-to-know news, weather alerts, and more. Follow News Radio KDK on the Odyssey app now. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.